Welcome back to VEASAN's Primetime Action right here on MSG+. Plus. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, and Kelly Bidlin uh, coming up in moments. We'll take a look at some football odds, specifically AFC East and the NFC East. We'll talk some Jets and Giants uh, in the context of the rest of their teams in their division. Are there bets? Are there good bets available? Bets themselves? Absolutely. But good bets? We shall find out. In the meantime, update from Kelly all around sports tonight. Yeah, let's run through everything in action. The Sixers up uh, on the Pelicans, as we expected, 58-49, to 49, two minutes to go in the first half. Sixers, 12.5-point live favorites, 228.5 is your live total in that game. The Bulls up on the Celtics early, 22-21, three and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter. Uh, live numbers not currently posted. This is a game though I would be very interested in getting in on the Suns or the Suns, the Celtics live uh, in this game at some point after the back-to-back by the Bulls last night. But you know we'll be patient, wait for our opportunities as we like to do with that. Uh, over in Major League Baseball, Marlins up on the Brewers early, one nothing bottom of the third. Live total uh, in that game six and a half shaded to the under right now. Uh, Diamondbacks up on the Mets, 3-0, bottom of the second. If you wanted to get in live, you could get plus 340 on the Mets right now, 8.5, your live total in that game. Phillies all over the Braves early, 6-0, top of the sixth. Braves plus 850 live, 12.5 live total. Twins lead the Tigers, 2-0, bottom of the third. Uh, Twins minus 280 live right now, Tigers plus 225, 8.5 live total in that game. And the Nationals on top of the Yankees, 3-2, to two, top of the fourth. Uh, Nationals minus 130. Yankees even money live, and 11.5 is your live total. And the NHL, Blue Jackets up on the Red Wings, one nothing. 18 minutes left to go in the second period. Blue Jackets minus 300. Red Wings plus 240, 4.5, the live total in the game shaded. To the under Flyers and Capitals all tied up at one end of one. Capitals minus 170 live. Flyers plus 140. Total set at six and a half. Stars up on the Lightning, one to nothing. Uh, second period just getting started there in Tampa. Stars minus 180 live. Lightning plus 150. Four and a half your live total. All right, let's explain something also that you just talked about, Kelly. So. Uh, there's all kinds of different bets you can make. Uh, we're about to talk about the AFC East and the NFC East. Obviously, football season is not till September. Those are obviously called futures bets. Earlier, Matt and I talked about the Rockies and the Cardinals. What we were referring to there were bets that you place prior to a game starting, preflop, if you will. And uh, whatever the outcome of that game is determines whether you win or lose that wager. What Kelly was just referring to when he was going over the Boston-Chicago score the Celtics are up on the Bulls 24-22. to the, the spread on this game before the game started were, was the Celtics by four. Kelly did not like that bet prior to the game starting. What he was intimating, Kelly, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, is that if the Celtics fall behind a certain amount, what you will get is dynamic adjusted odds throughout a sporting event. That's called in-game betting. And so if the Celtics fell behind, Kelly could at some point during the game get in on the Celtics, but not at minus four. He'd get them perhaps just to win the game or maybe even with plus points. That's what you were looking for. Yeah, there. I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping, you know, it's somewhere midway through the second quarter. They're down, you know, eight or nine points. Maybe I can get them catching a couple points or something like that uh, if the odds have shifted a bit by then. Uh, that would be ideal. Bulls on the back half of uh, uh, back-to-back with the game last night. 
Um, that would be great, uh, a great opportunity to get in on, I think, with the Celtics. Uh, Celtics, you know, fighting for their playoff positioning as well. Mateo, if, if I were to ask you, for the general audience, what's your betting pie? What does your betting pie look like? Percentage, pre-flop, in-game, futures. Is there a static answer or it would depend on the sport? It depends on the sport, for sure. Um, you know, definitely way higher skewed in basketball and baseball in-game than in the NFL. Um, NFL a lot, mostly mostly tied into pregame, bet a lot of teasers. So, like, you know, there really is an in-game opportunities for that and things like that. But definitely uh, varies by sport. A ton for those following this Yankees game out there. The good, Jameson Tyon's only given up two hits, Gil. Uh huh. The bad, yes. They both left the yard. <laughs> that's that is not why good, they is are down. Yes, so that is why <laughs> they are down. He's only given up two hits, but both of them did leave the yard. Nationals up on the Yankees, as we mentioned, three to two. Corbin against Tyon. That's the old Max Scherzer thing, right? Like yeah. he's awesome, except that ball just left the yard. So. That's kind of a thing. Skill Alexander, Matt Brown, Daniel Alvari, Kelly Bidlin, Smeason's primetime action right here on MSG+. Plus. Again, not just uh, watching sports, but betting sports. And uh, not only pre-flop, but as Kelly mentioned, maybe looking for in-game betting opportunities. We do that mostly, but we won't do it just for the sake of doing it. We'll, doing it, mm-hmm. we'll do it if we see an opportunity that uh, we find favorable. And we are actually making these bets. I think we, we need to sort of yeah. convey that. We're not just hypothetically talking about it. Yeah, and that's one when I run through my NBA kind of card each day of how what I'm going to bet, it's usually there's ones I'm circling that, you know, they're not going to make the pregame card, but it's that Celtics were a perfect example. I don't want to lay four on the road in, in a game like this, but especially let the game get going. Bull, Bulls on a second game back-to-back situation. Let it get going. If they happen to fall behind early, I think it's a great live betting opportunity uh, with a team that's uh, you know a quality team in Boston. We've seen had up and downs this year, but yeah, no, absolutely. I I, I agree. I mean, like you just you kind of start to go in, and there might be something that's like right on the borderline of a number that you like or don't like or whatever it might be, and you just kind of like make a note. Okay, let's watch this game as it gets going. I, that's basically what I do with with the NFL as well. If we ever if there's ever a game where I'm not I don't quite love the the line, I'll just make a note, circle it, be sure and follow this game, and and I think it's a pretty good practice actually is to just write down what you're looking for and have it on a sheet of paper and say, okay, you know, this game is the game I want to pay attention to. If this happens, then this will trigger a bet for me. And it really does help, helps me anyway, especially when, you know, in a game, uh, let's say a slate like today, tons of baseball, tons of basketball, a lot to remember, a lot, a lot yes. you know, can be overwhelming. So just writing down, all right, you know, didn't really like four if this thing gets to two or if this thing gets to one or, you know, whatever, plus money at this point in the game, this is when it'll trigger a bet. Well, and you make, you make yourself a little list, and it helps me out anyway. I think it could help a lot of people. Yeah, out. yeah, I think there's a – I think you need to at least have a – you can't be blindly live betting. You need a strategy going into it. You need to be identifying, you know, a way, whether it's a total, a side, whatever, that you're looking at. You're looking to start one way, and that's hopefully going to trigger a bet from you. But, you know, that's I think one of the biggest things that we talk about on this show a lot, too. Live betting is awesome. Live, one of the rules that comes with live betting, though, is you have to be able to be okay with not putting that bet in ever. You know, if, yes. that, if that opportunity does not present itself, you got to be okay with, li- with living with not having a bet in on that game that night. Don't force anything follow your own rules your own strategy that you you hopefully came up with before the game got started discipline always the key right you if the train leaves the station and you didn't get the number you want you don't bet it you also have to resist the urge of betting it multiple times beyond what you initially intended also there's that temptation yeah yeah like where you get stubborn where i did last night with the atlanta hawks (laughs) yeah uh, or the other too much money on when i did that yeah. yeah or like that 
I just want for those who who tuned in during October when we were on the air because I think that was the best example of that when it was the baseball postseason and we were in the middle of football season with oh and basketball post uh, even before that with the basketball postseason the basketball uh, postseason October too was there yeah yeah basketball postseason we did it with the Heat a lot right when the Heat mm-hmm. fell behind they were phenomenal bets throughout the postseason and they got all the way to the NBA finals so we were cashing along the way and then baseball in October we did that with the Dodgers maybe four or five times it's like the only way I know how to bet baseball yeah <laughs> it's not it's a terrible a, way it's that or when I see Jacob Degrom get scratched at la- the last minute and then um, the game gets rained out anyways. <laughs> Bummer. You're still not over that. I'm not. Gil, I'm not going to be over for like two weeks, okay? I never bet baseball. I hope he's okay. Danielle, you got some football stuff for us. Yes, so we can take a look here at some AFC East betting if we want to start here. Uh, The Bills' odds to win the division, obviously the favorite here at minus 150. Dolphins behind them at plus 333. Patriots also... Three, 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 333 there, and Jets 20 to 1. Uh, their win totals for the Bills, though, 10 and a half. I remember that extra game, of course, on the season this year. Dolphins, 9 as the win total, 9 as the win total for the Patriots as well, and the Jets, 6 and a half. Do you think the Dolphins and the Patriots are, are on the same wavelength here? I do not. Seems I think off. that is a, yeah, that is a Belichick curve, a Belichickian yeah. curve. But this is great. This is a great graphic because we have five markets on one screen. Mm-hmm. Jets, Matt. Kind of a smorgasbord. A smorgasbord. Pick what you like, leave what you don't. A potpourri. Yeah. Buffet, if you will. Uh, I will. <laughs> uh, Jets had their first chance to see Zach Wilson in uniform today. That was exciting for him. You, you seem nonplussed. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, you know, against the advice of, of Tom Brady and, you yes. know, every, everyone else out there, Tom Brady with like a big six minute diatribe of like why you should not be showing up for, for off, for off season training and different things and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> you know, look, the, the Dolphins are definitely, in my opinion, a step ahead of where the Patriots are right now. So that, that to me seems pretty off for those numbers to be across the board. Exactly the same. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, um, the the Dolphins won the roster is just far better than, than the Patriots. There's a logical step at quarterback for the Dolphins where we don't really even know what's going to be going on with the Patriots there. Are they going to go with Cam Newton? How long are they going to go with Cam Newton? When do they make the switch to Mac Jones? All these all the different things that are going on with that. And let's just not forget, I mean, the lack of, of, of playmakers. Yeah, they did all right in free agency and they did they're rebuilding and they did all right in the draft. But I mean it's it's nothing like the roster that the Dolphins have. So uh, to see that across the board, like you said, that is just people that's people betting a reputation yeah. and not betting what, what they're actually looking at as far as a team construction. Let's let's do this column by column because I think that's the way to go about this. So this these are obviously the four teams of the AFC East. To win the division, these are all courtesy of DraftKings. The Bills are the favorite. Remember, we went over uh, the minus being the favorite here. Minus 150. Then it's that Dolphins-Patriots thing we were talking about, plus 333, which is curious. I never see that number um, for both of those. And then the Jets, 20 to 1. I'm going to need another zero, by the way, on the Jets for most of these. (laughs) Sorry, Jets fans. I'm not trying to be mean. Just trying to make money. Not a Zach Wilson deliver. Uh, Yeah. um, (laughs) If you were – here's the thing. There's two questions. One, would you make a bet at all? And two, if you had to make a bet – who would the bet be on to win the division, Matt? If I had to make a bet, I would make a bet on the Dolphins, not the Buffalo Bills, to win the division. Yeah, at, at th- over three to one. If I had to make a bet, I think with the way things play out and just the, the the way that the NFL plays out, again, I think that it happens more than the than one time in three that they win this. I mean, l- listen, mm-hmm. we don't we don't predict injuries. That's not our thing. We don't wish injuries on anyone, but the bills are, I mean, if Josh Allen goes down, that team is just not 
that team, you know, and, and quarterbacks get hurt a lot. And so um, if you look at that to be a, such a, to be a, a big, a big minus 150 favorite to win that division with the Dolphins and everything that they've done. And again, I think that they had a phenomenal draft. I think they had a phenomenal off season and we see rookie quarterbacks take a big leap in year two. Now, Everybody was just down on Tua Tagovailoa, I understand, and I think that's probably grading on a very harsh curve because of how awesome Burrow and and, and Herbert were. Mm-hmm. Had they not been as awesome as they were, we'd probably be like, I mean, he wasn't bad. He just wasn't Flashy. Herbert. He, yeah, he, wasn't he just exciting. wasn't Herbert. He wasn't Burrow, yeah. you know? Please give your – because to me, the best – like, the stat that you give that, that I never forget is that Tua stat from last year. Yeah, I mean, he – when his number one receiver is, is Devontae Parker last year, and he had the least separation, well, tied with A.J. Green, the ghost of A.J. Green, yes. um, you know, tied with A.J. Green for the least amount of separation for routes run on the entire season. And that's what Tua was thrown to. Oh, and then his tight end was tied for last as far as separation amongst tight ends in the NFL as well. So you're throwing to your your primary two targets are not getting separation whatsoever. So you're throwing into these super tight windows all the time. And by the way, corners are pretty good in the NFL. Like they're pretty good. And so <laughs> if, there you, for if your guys can't get separation, then it's going to be very tough to complete passes. And so that's why we were so adamant that they were going to take a wide receiver in the first round. One of those wide receivers, they were hoping it was going to be Jamar Chase and he gets sniped from him at pick five. And we, we still felt like they were going to take one of the Bama receivers whenever it fell to them at six because they had to get him some help. They had to get him somebody that could get open. And then also on top of that, they did do the little one-year deal with Will Fuller, kind of a prove-it deal for him as well. He will be suspended the first game of the year, but uh, you know he'll be there for the other 16 games. Yeah, because 16. Of, yeah, because there is 17 I was game. getting to that with wind tunnels yeah. coming up. Um, and so, you know, we add Will Fuller. You draft Jalen Waddell, and, and now, now – the guy who's your one is now your three, and and things completely change here for for right. Tua Tagovailoa. So I I love the Dolphins. I like that a lot. I like the over the win total. I like them to win that division at over three to one as well. So yeah, and again, we're not anointing Tua. We're just saying no. the criticism of him is unfair, somewhat unfair. Uh, win total. So you just said it, Matt. Seventeen games, not sixteen this coming year. That's obviously the biggest shift in the NFL. So everything is based on a seventeen game schedule. So again, Dolphins over is the best play there, or Patriots under. Mm, I thought you'd Whew. pause. <laughs> I thought you'd Ugh. pause. The Patriots number really, really, really depends on what happens at the quarterback position. Because like nine is super fair. Nine and eight is for super fair. Is Cam. super fair for Cam. Yes. If Cam plays a little bit better than he did last year, right? Like if he like nine is is fair. His alter persona Mac, <laughs> right? He plays. But if if, if they no way it gets to nine. Depending right? on how quickly they go to the youngster, yeah, things could get things could get ugly. I think. Yeah, there's the Dolphins home and away again. We don't know the order of those games yet. Schedule comes out next week, Wednesday. Uh, for the entire National Football League, there's the Patriots home and aways as well. The standard division opponents in conference and, of course, interconference as well. Can I ask, is there a bet on this board that you would want to make before the schedule comes out? Because once the schedule comes out, it will change quite a bit. We just don't know. Yeah. We just don't know. I mean, because there's no way to anticipate, mm-hmm. right? There's no We don't know, like, three road games in, uh, in November. Like, we yeah. don't know that stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the only one I, and I don't want to 
get off of the conference, off of the division that we're talking about. But I mean, it, the only one I would go run and make, and we've preached this like time and time again, I would go run and take the under on the, on the Texans because when <laughs> the is, schedule comes out, worse. people start paying more attention, and, and they're going and they're gonna look and they're gonna go. Wow, this team is terrible. Why, you know, like this team is absolutely horrible. Why, why have I not bet the under on this yet? I and mean, we've already seen it. We've already seen it because people who do look at this stuff early, it's already dropped from four and a half to four at most places out there. There is a three and a half mm-hmm. already out there right now Jeez. as well, which we've never seen ever in a sixteen-game no. schedule. Let I've alone never a seen 17. it. Yeah, I've never seen it before. Is there a Jets-centric bet across the, the horizontally there in any of those markets? I don't think there is. I don't think. Six and a half about right. Six and a half seems about right. The no on the playoff seems about right. Um, you know, I mean, if they could, if the Patriots are real bad and then they steal, you know, if they sweep that series, right? They so the, if they do that, I mean, you know, I'd need a little bit more on the yes for the playoffs for them to just have this like amazing season and and make the playoffs. But uh, yeah, I mean, four four forty isn't isn't good enough for me. I think I would have gone yes. Dolphins make playoffs plus one thirty. I might yeah. have played that too. NFC's Danielle, what you got here? NFC East here, right? So, uh, excuse me, my numbers here a little bit off. Well, look at that Washington yeah. line. Look Cowboys plus one twenty five to win the division. Washington, yes, no mascot, but plus two sixty to win the division. Giants four to one. Eagles plus four fifty. Let's just start there. Well, I think you can get with all of these. You got to shop around, right? We're providing yeah. DraftKings numbers. You could probably get Washington at a better number, honestly, in other spots right now. Yeah. Plus 260. It's starting. By the way, it is starting to creep down in lots of places. Where we are here at the South Point, it's south of $3, too. So if you, if you believe in Washington, get it while you can. I, I like that you made that point, too, because that was something when I was new to betting, I was like, wait, wait, you're telling me the books have different odds from each other? Oh, for and sure. So yeah. First of all, I would have gotten on board with betting a lot sooner if I knew that there was a shopping component. But yes, <laughs> as you can see, if we had phrased it no that way, no one told me that. Danielle, yeah. this is about shopping. I'm for a God sucker sakes. for a good deal. Yeah, I do not like the Cowboys as that big of a favorite. I don't either. No, what? What? Why are? Why is it like that? What are they? Where is the belief? Is it in Dak Prescott? Is it well, in this new? It's defense? the belief in the book getting bets on the Cowboys. Right. right? Well, there's that, <laughs> and there's want. also like, I mean, look, they're going to score points like, for sure. I mean, the sure. offense is phenomenal. I mean, the offense is going to be great, but the problem is, is how are they going to defend people from from scoring points? You know, on them, and and then also look, you look at these teams like, especially Washington, right? I mean, Washington's defense is as strong a defense. On paper, I think you're you're. We will be talking. We'll be talking Washington. We'll be talking Cleveland. We'll be talking the Rams. I think, like you know, as far as defenses, whenever we get into the season, as far as you know, the elite of the elites. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't like them. I think they're. I think they are the favorite. I do not think they are that big of a favorite. I I would agree with that. I don't I don't know. I want to call Washington a co-favorite, but I'm I'm bullish on everything positive Washington there, with the exception of conference and Super Bowl, of course. How about the Giants line? Is seven where it ought to be in a 17 game schedule? Seven and ten. What the what the betting market expects. I am not sold on Jalen Hurts, so I think the Eagles should not be a huge threat because I'm just not sold on, on Jalen Hurts. This is the the problem is is man, the quarterbacking situation. <laughs> I know it's just I, I was gonna let you say it. I know. <laughs> I'm not sold not, there either. You're not a Daniel Jones fan. Yeah, I mean I'm not I'm you're not allowed sold. To say that. Yeah, I know. I'm not sold on him either, uh is the only problem. And so But the coaching on the Giants? A little bit of an edge there maybe? Yeah. 
Look, look at those yeah. Giants away yeah. games. Uh, Buccaneers, Chiefs, Chargers, Dolphins. That does not help. Yeah, I mean, so road Chargers, road Chiefs, road Bucks. I mean, you, you can. Oof. oof. Yeah, it's not easy. Oof. Home Rams. I mean, the, the, the schedule's not doing them any favors this year. You're going to hope, man, you are going to hope those are spaced out. Remember, they had a ridiculously difficult beginning to their season a couple yeah. years ago, too, where it was like, oh, this is brutality to begin the season. They get a little bit of a break because the Saints should be down this year. So that, yeah. that should help. Normally, that would be like a, a really, really tough game as well. It should be a little bit of a help for them there. And then really it depends on, you know, I guess it really depends on a couple of these up there as to where they fall on the schedule, right? I mean, where do the Bears sit at this point in the season? Are we talking Andy Dalton Bears? Are we talking, you know, are we talking Jay, uh, uh, Fields Bears? I mean, that's kind of one of the other things. Where do the, you know, what is the status of the Raiders? I mean, like that team can be, that team could be anywhere on the spectrum, yeah. right? Generally speaking, bullish on on Miami and Washington, though, I think, yeah. of what we've seen. Yeah, for sure. And by the way, just looking at that giant schedule, and I know this is a fool's errand to go win-loss, 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 do that thing, but it comes out to about seven. Yep. I think that number's about right. New York Giants, half a game better in the betting market anyway, season win totals-wise, than the New York Jets. Uh, we'll come back. We'll update all the scores, maybe some bets. We'll see if Kelly jumps in on the Celtics. It's Vincent's primetime action on MSG+. live in-game action then download the free odds trader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need gil oh i'm always <laughs> i'm always caught off guard by the quick bounce We're pass we warned you uh, back. celtics are down six 40 to 34 635 down six to the bulls 630 left in the uh, second quarter kelly did you jump in on the celtics yet no i haven't uh, i have not yet we have a bulls three coming <laughs> Winner. Now we're 43-34. Now we're right in that range, but I'm going to – I will be waiting for a break because we – that's another thing we don't talk about often on here, but we, we – these these games are delayed, people. Yes. Those numbers, the sports books have the real-time numbers, mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to go betting on something when a team might go – you know, make a three, steal a ball quick, make another bucket, and before you thought you are betting on a good live number, there's been a five-point swing one way or the other. So I, I we – we usually wait for break, commercial breaks to make these bets, and that's what I will be, especially NBA, that's uh, that's what I do. It is a fine point. I was wondering if you had done it on the previous break, but that is absolutely a great point. By the way, it applies to every sport, right? Baseball, wait for the break in between innings. Tennis, um, you know, wait for a break in between games, typically. Because, yeah, when you think you're betting on something that's 1540, uh, you find out, oh, they took that bet when it was deuce. Now there are. This is a reason, though, that we talk about so often about golf being such an amazing live betting sport, and we'd love to see more done with it because you could theoretically do that. After someone drives a ball, you've got a few minutes to get in a bet before they make up there and uh, get up there and hit their second shot. Well, so I have a theory that in faraway places, not necessarily in legalized jurisdictions, the way that, the reason that they don't offer live golf betting as much as they. Uh, purports to yeah. or could correct 
is because they don't have that built-in advantage. Because think about how many times we come well, back to They don't have the a, technology. Yeah, we, yeah. Co- we come back to a golf broadcast where the announcer's like, while we were gone, this is what happened. So those books don't have that advantage. Yeah, so that's why, that, I mean, it's, it's coming. They, there's a partnership between PGA of America and, and IMG Arena, and they have built an in-game product that features ShotLink. And so it's, it's built into it, and um, it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, I... I at G2E, they had like a demo version of it a couple of years ago. I messed around with it, um, and it was just it was just amazing. So basically, what you, you'll be able to go in and you can like customize how the app runs for you. Like, so if you want to follow a specific group, then you just say like, okay, I want this group, and then that group pops up, populates. Just the bets keep populating from that group on your app. So if that's the one that happens to be on your TV or if that's the one that you're fo- that you're following online or whatever it might be, however you're watching the 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 golf match, then you can bet on that group. So like those three players that you're watching or like, you know, if there's a couple of groups that the broadcast is rotating between, you can make it between a couple of those groups and it and it populates the strokes and different it populates the different shots. A guy will tee off and it'll say like, you know, will it, will he put this will he put his second shot within 15 feet? And they'll they'll put up a yes no and like all these it's it's it is phenomenal. It's coming wow, yeah. it's coming within the next year and um it is wow. going to make golf betting it's going to take golf betting to an, a whole new level. It's, it's going to be awesome. The sport most ripe for a betting revolution. How did we know you'd have some insight on this? Yeah, it's uh, I was I was fortunate enough to also talk to their VP of, uh, their VP of game. So that's the other thing they've done. They've they've hired a VP of gaming over there at the PGA Tour as well. I talked to him. I do some work with Legal Sports Report and the business side uh, of things on um site that covers the business aspect of the gambling industry. And we talked to talked to him, and basically they're they're all in on on gambling, like you know. And this is a thing that they are they understand, as we talk about with baseball. Mm-hmm. Baseball keeps trying to mess with things because they understand. They understand like they're losing viewers, right? Like me and you, we're we're still there. We like baseball. The problem is, yes. is, is the fifteen to to twenty year olds right. who are going to turn into betters or whenever older. they turn twenty one. You know, th- those people are not watching baseball anymore. And so when it comes Danielle's to not past r- the first inning, Danielle's right. Are you yeah. Oh, not, not past the first inning. <laughs> and so that's the thing, like with, that's the thing with golf is they figured out they're like okay. They, you know, yeah. you can tune in and tune, that's the, with golf lasting as long as it lasts and with you not having to watch every single play as mm-hmm. far as like, you know, you don't want to miss the touchdown pass in football. You don't want to miss the goal in hockey or, you know, or whatever it might be with golf. If you missed a hole, yeah. it's not the end of the world, right. right? Like it's not the end of the world. So like you can kind of come in, come out, check in, check out. And with the way that you can bet it like that. People can come and go, short attention spans. You, oh, I'll watch this hole. People who like and then live I'm gonna bet, go, yeah. And then they come back, and you're like, oh, watch this hole. And you leave, and you come back, and whatever. And then Get a the, snack, have a life, yeah. yes. And then the I, bets are still there for I'm you. I'm pretty yes. sure he just accused you of having a short attention span. That there. is fine. I'm sure I'm sure it's shorter than most. <laughs> She's like, he said what? <laughs> he said what about I wasn't me? paying attention. By the way, tennis. I was monitoring all of my bets going on right now. Gil, I'm in. By the way, you're in. Celtics plus four and a half. They just they went just got back from break. They're down ten now. Celtics plus four and a half. I just grabbed. So instead All of right. taking the pregame number of minus four, mm-hmm. Kelly now has the Celtics at plus four and a half, as they're down ten. Five minutes left in the second quarter. Tennis shows betting odds. Tennis Channel two. Baseball better figure it out. We're coming back on Veasan's primetime action right here on MSG Plus.
missed any of our show today or any of the VSIN broadcasts, be sure to check out our free VSIN podcast. You can catch up on Follow the Money with Mitch and Paul, a numbers game with Gil Alexander, or the Lombardi line on the daily VSIN Best Bets podcast. Also, check in with Gil Alexander's Beating the Book Pod, Josh Applebaum's Market Insights, and get PGA Tour betting previews on Long Shots, the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, and the NBA Scoop with JVT on Hardwood Handicappers. Whatever you're betting on, we have a pod for it. Find them all for free at vcin.com slash podcast. That's vcin.com slash podcast. Gil. Thank you for promoting the podcast. Yeah, I always start my morning now. I start my morning with a little uh, numbers game. On the radio side. The podcast, the Beating the Book podcast, by the way, which, which yeah. never gets promoted. By the way, the last one was before the NBA, before the NFL draft. It's obsolete now in terms of the betting advice. But if you ever want to see grown men uh, bicker at each other, or actually maybe one way fire, please check that out. <laughs> I now. myself see that enough on a daily basis, but I'm sure there's someone out there <laughs> Kelly's, who needs uh, that in their life. Kelly's beard tip podcast is uh, only, uh, was that once a month that you yeah. put those out? Oh, yeah. That's like once every six months. You know, you really got to grow it out, reshape it a bit, uh, okay. and then you can give those tips. I'll yeah. work with them. We'll make it a TikTok. There yeah. you go. Yeah. I think they could catch on. Anthony Davis will not only play, but start tonight for the Lakers for you out there uh, betting that game tonight. I am not surprised. Not surprised at all. Uh, We were talking golf last segment, so you got us so juiced. Might as well uh, update the Wells Fargo Championship uh, leaderboard and update uh, your bets on this, Matt and Kelly. Uh, But after round number two, three-way tie at six under, Matt Wallace, Gary Woodland, and Patrick Rogers uh, with a one-stroke lead over Kramer Hickok. So it's... It's, you know, that's noteworthy, but look at that name right below that. Rory yes. McElroy, all of a sudden from the ashes, Phoenix rising. He's two strokes back after a five under round today. And what you have on the right there, obviously before Thursday, before the first round, there were pre-tournament odds. Now with the adjusted leaderboard, what you have are live odds. Or, you know, you have a night to, to discuss these. By the way, you'll see that Kramer Hickok is 33 to 1. No also, one expects him to win this. Also, Good thing he was a golfer, because that's the that is the most golfer name ever. Yep. Oh, golfer golf has plenty of those. Like Kramer, if he, if he was Wyndham not Clark. if he was not a golfer, then people would be like Kramer Hickok. But he's a golfer, and be like Kramer Hickok's a golfer. Yeah, I mean it's, it just fits. It's yes. perfectly fine. I used to feel that way about Davis Love the Third. Oh, and w- Wyndham Clark, Hunter <laughs> yes. Mahan. I, oh, yeah, I think so many of them. Anything British sounding pretty. Very country club sounding, I think, is what we're getting at. Yeah, I mean, we look, Rory uh, had a really, really, really solid round today. And if he does not win this tournament, I'm probably going to get buried in this thing. But uh, he only bo- he only had one bogey, six birdies on the day. Finishes, of course, with a 66-5 under, which is, you know, his his best second second round in quite a while. We've seen him had a, a, a first round that was all right. You know, here and there, but man, I, it's his first second. It's his first good second round in quite some time. Um, his first weekend in two months—is that what I saw? It's it's been a while. It, it it's been a while. I'll tell you this though. I mean, you know, it was one of those things where that's why I was. I told you, Kelly. I know you were on the fade, and I was like, yeah, I'm not. This is the first time I'm not fading him. You know, yeah. like I, I'm I'm not fading him. I'm actually going to bet him. And we talked about it. Unfortunately, after the show, I was like, I think this number is going to force me to play him. You know, and and so at eighteen to one, I didn't even get the best of it. The best number here in town was 18 to 1. You could still find 20 to 1s whenever we were previewing the show on Wednesday. Um, new swing coach, took off since the Masters, a course history that is just absolutely phenomenal here. Nine, as we talked about, nine starts, seven top tens at this course. And, um, you know, again, long way to go. Still, you know, still two whole rounds left in this tournament, but. 
He's knocking on the door. As we talked about yesterday, the fade Phil Mickelson definitely was was the way to go. He was shoots a 75. Unsustainable after all. Yes, yes. He shoots a 75. Uh, that said, he was so far ahead that it only dropped him to T10, but still. So he's, um, he's three strokes back. We don't even see him on this adjusted you know, market here. Is, is that is that an omission, Kelly, or is he just longer than 33 to 1, three strokes back? Yeah, let me check. Yeah, Phil's 40. Yeah, 40 to 40 1, to three one. strokes back. Yeah. There you go. 40 to 1. It was just, you know, yeah. he had an awesome round. Good for him, but yeah, that wasn't going to be sustainable. It just Man. wasn't going to be sustainable. Um, we got in, Kelly on, uh, also got in on Justin Thomas. We expected a rally today. We did not get it. Yeah. Um, that wind was brutal this afternoon. It was horrible. Those guys were struggling. We both, had, we're both on Hovland. We both yeah. added Justin Thomas. Uh, last night, watching that and they group just today, battled. yeah, watching that group today, they were battling through that wind all, all day. It was it was pretty rough. Hovland, uh, though, he, he hung on for yeah, what he bo- bogeyed eighteen, so he finished one under, I think, right. I already got Keegan. Yeah. He, he at least he did it on at least he did it on Friday <laughs> and got didn't save it until Sunday. Yep. It's much easier. I'm holding an eighty five to one ticket on this guy who who is in second place. You know, after after the first round, I'm like, I'm fully expecting the heartbreak on Sunday. I'm yeah. just going to get Keeganed on Sunday. Yeah, he Keeganed me on Friday, which is way better. Like, it's, it's way better than on Sunday. He's five back, not the end of the world. He could still Keegan you on Sunday. Still. He can still do it. <laughs> he best, still best do it. rounds today, though. Roger Sloan, uh, a, a Canadian I've bet on a couple times, but he might ruin my uh, top Canadian bet on uh, Corey Connors. Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, Rory McIlroy and this guy called uh, named Emiliano Grillo. Yes. Uh, who both went five under today, Gil. There you go. Right back in there for the one and done. Yes, it did. But you talk about how how this this course we we said it was a beast to begin with, mm-hmm. but how difficult that it played. I mean, some of the names that, that got cut, you know, and, and this is just unbelievable. This the, the list of names that got cut here: Patrick Cantlay, Jason Day. Luke Donald, then you go down a little bit further and you see that Will Zalatoris, who's just been a cut, not only a cut making machine, a top 20 machine, cut. John Rahm, cut. Tony Finau, cut. So all of Mm. these guys that have been playing lights out and have been really, really consistent. They, they battled, they battled, they battled with this course and just could not get it done. We talked about Ricky Fowler and all the all the you know all the success he's had at this course. He goes shoots a seventy seven today, gets cut. I mean, it Is, was, isn't DeChambeau the biggest surprise of all this? Really, based well, on the the nature of this course, he barely made honest, the cut. I got I got really lucky on a DeChambeau bet today. One of those matchups I played at plus money on DeChambeau over Rom. That cut line moved to two over par. Oh, well, man. after DeChambeau's ra- round was over <laughs> and near the end of Rom's, and Rom was two over par, so then it, it moved back from one one over to two over. I thought both guys were going to get in. I think Rom bogeyed with one of his last two holes. And that's a it's a winner. Yeah. Defending champion Max Homa, rounds of seventy seven seventy six to finish way 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 down, yeah, and then Sung J M, the old sixty eight on Thursday, eighty two on Friday to get cut. Matt, I gotta tell you, that was a guy I almost played pre tournament. I almost added him last night, but there was one stat that his approach his approach shots have been terrible the past few uh, his past few tournaments. Mm. Kind of kept me away because he was up there in my model and everything else. So glad I didn't. Still plus money on Rory for a top five. Mm, I like that. I I probably, if if we were allowed to bet that here, I would probably bet that. If we had it available, we would bet that. I hit Cantlay miscut. Might be the only one I get right in our golf draft, but at least I got that far. Uh, We'll come back. Drew Densick will join us from the Deep Dive Podcast. 
and from NBC Sports Bet. Uh, four more NBA games ready to tip off, including the Knicks at Phoenix. We'll get his thoughts next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. the DraftKings Casino app now and use promo code VSIN, that's V-S-I-N, to get a deposit bonus up to $1,500. DraftKings Casino has hundreds of ways to play. Choose from slots, blackjack, roulette, and so much more. It's also U.S.-based, making it safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and you want help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available to play in New Jersey, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia only. Must be 21 or older. Eligibility restrictions apply for entertainment purposes only. No results guaranteed. Void where prohibited. See casino.draftkings.com for full details. Gil. Danielle, appreciate it. Uh, Let's bring him in. You can follow him on Twitter at whale underscore capper. Uh, He is an NBA and NFL handicapper for NBC Sports Bet. Of course, he has his own podcast called the Deep Dive Podcast. Also uh, has a uh, new podcast with NBC Sports Bet as well. He talks NBA and NFL, as I mentioned. He's into horses now, too. He bet the Derby. He's going to bet the Freakness. <laughs> it's his latest thing. It's Drew Dinsick, everybody. How you doing, Drew? I'm doing swell. Great to be on with you guys. Hope you guys are having a great kickoff to the weekend. Uh, it's beautiful here. I'm sure it's beautiful there. Uh, and the action tonight's pretty good. Yeah. Drew, who do you think is going to go number three in the NFL draft? <laughs> <laughs> I make it 90 10. Uh, <laughs> well, but, you know, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, the, the level of certainty with which uh, Mr. Lombardi was on our draft pod in hindsight looks a little, a uh, little suspect, I got to say. Yeah, for the, for the, just to sort of define what we're talking about, the three of us were on a podcast with uh, our friend Michael Lombardi, uh, who hosts the Lombardi line. He was, Listen, he was convinced that it, that the Niners were going to draft Mac Jones at number three. By the way, even after they didn't draft Mac Jones, he still believes there was a I think a he fake there's out. another round still. Yeah, there where still they can, there's where a they fake out. Um, so, you know, draft, but that's the thing about draft intel, right? Mm. It's, uh, it's no knock. It's the fact that these teams specialize in, in subterfuge, yes. if you will. Subterfuge, Danielle, uh, prior to uh, drafts, and you never know. And by the way, the Niners, as you pointed out, uh, Drew, Many times before the draft, during that podcast and before the Niners, this is not the first time they've they've done the fake out. They did it last year too. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, in hindsight, the fact that uh, you know so many people who are connected, the Schefters of the world, were all coming running out of the uh, you know the the breaking news. We've the, the Niners have made the trade up to three. They are the fact that they already had a name, Mac Jones, queued. Uh, should have been a better sign that there was something suspicious going on. Um, but, you know, I, I wish I could tell you some of the crazy rumors that I heard in the last two weeks leading up to the draft. I mean, the the misinformation is so, so, so crazy. Yeah. And, and I, honestly, you know, if you can convince a couple sports bettors who are making limit bets uh, to move markets and kind of convince NFL teams that things are X, Y, or Z is going to happen, um, that's, that's cheap. That's easy. Right. I mean, if you can kind of put, you know, put a little bit of influence on these low limit, <laughs> these low limit markets, yeah. uh, which are so easy to 
you know, to move, you know, a couple limit bets, you know, rebetting into, you know, a couple of these shops, you can move these prices, you know, hundred cents. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, well, that's a certainty then. And everybody believes it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, if I were, if, if I were in a front office and I was trying to obscure, uh, you know, my team's intentions, manipulating the draft market for such low limits would be an easy way to do that. Yeah. It occurs to me that some people uh, watching us tonight for the first time might, might be like, wait a minute, you guys bet on the NFL draft. Oh, do we ever <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> it's one of the, it, it is perhaps the finest thing to bet into uh, every year during the sports betting calendar. Uh, Four more NBA tips to come tonight, including the Knicks at Phoenix, including the Lakers with AD at Portland in in a game, quite frankly, in the Western Conference that has huge implications in terms of who or who is not in the play and who gets that seventh seed position. Obviously, still some games remaining in the season. Uh, But let's start with it chronologically before we get to those two, because there's a tip in just over 10 minutes in Utah, Denver at Utah, Utah by four and a half. Any thoughts there? Uh, My initial lean on the open at two and a half was jazz. It's moved out well past what I think is fair price here. So if I was going to play anything, I'm playing nuggets. This is a weird game though. You know, you really have uh, no guards (laughs) available for either team. Uh, You know, Mike Conley and Mitchell, obviously out for the jazz nuggets without Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Monte Morris. I mean, this, it's going to be kind of a mess in terms of ball handling. You're going to see probably some pretty sloppy play. Um, I know, you know, if you can put a body on Jokic, you can disrupt him to a degree. He is running a ton of the offense right now, especially in crunch time for the, uh, the nuggets nuggets also getting it done with the, uh, you know, on, on the boards. So going up against a strong rebounding team, like the jazz is a minus for them. It's going to be a very close contest and uh, I can't really say that there's an edge one way or the other, but, uh, I agreed with the initial market move, but it may have gone a bit too far. We're on in New York right now, so everybody paying attention, obviously, to that Knicks-Suns game. Suns right now, six and a half, two, uh, 216, the total in that one. I mean, listen, Knicks just keep going out there and covering games uh, time after time after time. Uh, how do you see this one here? Uh, any sort of, if you don't have a bet, at least any sort of lean if you had to play this game one way or the other? Yeah, I did play this one. Bet, right. The game of the night. For sure. I mean, you're, you, these are your two best stories in the NBA this season. The New York Knicks, after years and years of futility, finally putting it together with the free agent class that everybody laughed at. Uh, you know, they are now in the driver's seat for the four seed, potentially a second round playoff uh, appearance. Uh, Julius Randall's take a huge leap forward under the tutelage of Tom Thibodeau this year. Uh, RJ Barrett looks like a clear and obvious hit in the draft, which the Knicks couldn't say they've had in a long time. Uh, you know, they're getting it done without a couple of their bigs too. You know, they're not especially healthy right now. So it's all the credit in the world to what these Knicks have done. They're a great story. They're rewarded betters all season long. Everyone who's gone to the window and bet Knicks is getting, you know, is, is picking up their, their winnings and they're going right back to the window and betting the Knicks again, um, which I think has completely warped this market. Uh, we saw this open suns minus eight to me. My fair price was eight and a half eight. So I thought, okay, that's fair. Uh, and then it's moved all the way into six and a half to the degree I had to make a bet on the suns. Um, there are a couple of situational advantages here for them. Nick's really, you know, they've played so well for so long and they're at the end of a pretty grueling stretch road trip wise. They haven't really been tested in terms of quality opponent. Uh, you saw what they looked like against the quality of opponent in the nuggets the last time out. Similarly in the last month, the only other glaring loss on their schedule has been against the Suns, eight point loss in the garden. Um, so, you know, you, you have a more experienced team in the Suns with Chris Paul kind of, you know, being sort of the, you know, the steady Eddie here and, uh, 
uh, I would expect this is probably a very close game back and forth through three quarters. And then I would expect the Suns can really put the clamps down defensively on the Knicks in the fourth. A um, couple of nice things that the Suns really do switching on defense that I think can fluster the Knicks offensively. Um, and I would expect you to see a pretty low scoring fourth quarter for the Knicks and the Suns pull away. It may take free throws. It may take uh, a couple of defensive stops, but ultimately I think the Suns get the cover at six and a half. Some, uh, some good news, I think, for you and anybody that did want to back the Suns. This coming through just about a minute ago, uh, Jay Crowder upgraded to probable for this game. So he is going to give it. It looks like he's going to give it a go tonight. Kelly. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, Drew, I asked this earlier of, of the group here. Uh, if the Knicks, because this is it, this is one of these weeks the, to close out the season. Knicks are in four fourth position right now in the Eastern Conference. They got some tough games here. This goes bad for them. They could end up in the play-in. If the Knicks, and and the reason I asked this because some people bet on Tom Thibodeau just as as recently as a few weeks ago at twenty to one to win Coach of the Year. If the Knicks do finish fourth, but the Suns finish first in the West, who should be the Coach of the Year? It's gonna go to Mont. It's gonna go to Monty. Yeah, uh, I don't know if it's war- warranted. I mean, the Suns team is so talented; they deserve. You know, they they ought to have been here in the top four, especially considering the injuries across the Western Conference. So, yeah, you know, I get it. It's like it's a surprise. Like they've exceeded expectations. That's usually how the voters uh, go to bat with the uh, you know with the Coach of the Year award. And if you have a team that's in the one seed that was expected to be in the mix maybe for a playoff spot, and they've exceeded ex- win expectation by twenty wins or something wild like that. Uh, the Suns will end up getting it, but Tom Thibodeau deserves a ton of credit regardless because of how he's developed these young players. Um, I don't know that I thought when that, when they signed Randall, that he was going to ever be, you know, borderline all NBA. Uh, and surely he is this year. He may be third team uh, forward. Um, that's, that's a huge leap. And for them to pick him up off, off the free agency pile and, and the contract they got for him was pretty amazing. And a ton of credit goes to Thibodeau for you know what he's done with his roles and responsibilities and getting the most out of him. Drew, we've got about 90 seconds, but Lakers-Blazers, massive game tonight, obviously, for both of these teams. Anthony Davis only plays nine minutes last night. They were being super cautious in a game that I think they probably figured they were going to lose anyway and didn't want to take any chances on him actually getting hurt. He's going to go tonight uh, seven and a half as it sits right now, 223 the total. Thoughts on this one? Yeah, the only playable uh, angle in this one is Anthony Davis goes to the locker room, yes, at minus 2,000. Um, I, I don't, I don't think I can get involved at the, uh, at the, at this price. And actually I'm surprised it hasn't moved back. You know, it opened at six and a half and moved out to eight. I think people were expecting Davis to be out. And that was the, the genesis of that movement. Um, it's not like the blazers are so reliable that you can go to the wall with them laying eight. Uh, you know, they have some pretty obvious glaring defensive liabilities. Their second unit is pretty suspect. Um, and if the Lakers are playing good team defense with Anthony Davis on the floor, this is going to be a pretty competitive game game. Uh, I guess if I was going to make a bet, you know, back against the wall, I'd probably just take the points here. Um, but this is probably a decent live spot to back the Blazers. If anything, you know, Dame, Dame Lillard in crunch time still remains one of the most ex- ex- exciting, uh, you know, players to watch in the NBA. And uh, if this is a close call as it comes down the stretch, uh, I would like a little Blazers money line at plus money. If I can get it, he's got a time named after him. Dame time. How would you have a time? <laughs> he I know. Does. It's outstanding. Uh, loser of that game. At least temporarily, seventh position in the Western Conference. That's in the play-in window. By the way, uh, as we take you out here, San Antonio, Sacramento, anything there? No, that one it completely confounds me. I don't understand why what what San Antonio has done in any way, shape, or form in the last week, two weeks, yeah. to warrant being five-point favorite okay. against any team, let alone a team like the Kings that's kind of playing impressively well and 
may steal the 10 spot in, in the play-in situation, which uh, which would be pretty impressive. Yeah, may indeed. Drew, we appreciate it. Drew Dinsing, everybody, at whale underscore capper. If you want to follow him on Twitter. Have a good weekend. Uh, best of luck, guys. Drew Dinsick uh, on the show, kind enough to join us. Uh, we'll come back. We'll update everything going on in sports. Uh, we'll talk UFC as well. Because apparently they're fighting this weekend. There is. They're fighting again. Jordan Sherwood will join us. We'll do that with him. And uh, <laughs> Kelly lets us know if he's already lamenting his Celtics in game bed. We'll uh, get an update on that as well. It is Visa's primetime action on a Friday night from the South Point Hotel Casino in Las Vegas, right here on MSG Plus.